House of Run podcast. What are you into these days? Mostly running, Howard. Running. Yeah. Look at Bill! Look at Bill! Coming on! Coming on! I'm not thinking about making the team. I'm thinking about gold in Munich. What can I say? I got beat by a zebra. Starts now. Welcome back to the House of Run podcast, houseofrun at gmail.com is our email address. My name is Kevin, joined by Jason. It's our 2019 Bold Predictions show. Jason, Happy New Year, sir. Yeah, Happy New Year. Yeah, I guess we're recording this on the 30th. I like to let people know so when their email is not read, at least they know why. You know? Wow, starting out the year with a negative note or closing the year with a negative no, note. No, I, I feel like sometimes people are like probably like, oh, maybe they didn't read my email this week. And it's like, no, we just recorded a day earlier than our usual. Mm-hmm. So that way they're aware. I think we've literally read every email. That's the thing. In the so history like, of the show. I, mean, I don't know. I think so. I hope so. Yeah. We, have, we haven't forgotten any. I mean, sometimes we postpone them, but we, we eventually get to, to all of them. And we'll get to some uh, today. We have some from old-time favorites. We've got a song from Scooter, who's, I guess, looking to get like an early start on voicemail here for, for 2019, although that, that's not considered, right? Uh, I mean, I guess, you know, it, it wasn't, it was technically before, well, after the cutoff of the previous year award, so I should make sure to remember this, because I usually search by, you know, the actual year itself, but I will remember to, to consider this both for the individual and, um, you know, the total voicemailer of the year award. Oh, okay. A little technicality there. That's a little uh, four by four members got to be from the same country sort of caveat. Well, I, I feel like anybody who's, whose email or voicemail came in after we recorded the year end of show should technically be counted because otherwise there's this weird mm-hmm. week and a half or so realm where just voicemails and emails are just completely ineligible and that's weird it's called the vortex jason every podcast yeah. has to deal with it when they do end of year awards <laughs> it's just an occupational hazard we are going to also talk after we do our bold predictions about some new american records and some that's crazy. I didn't know anyone was running this. Uh, nobody was, but some were ratified. Oh, okay. Um, some from countries as far away as Sweden. Cool. And they became American records. We've mentioned those before, but we'll touch on that again. But as we do every year, we like to start with some with some predictions. Some predictions that have a very small chance of coming true, except for this year when I'm about to go four for four, Jason. Feeling really good Oof. about all these. I like that. Yeah, we've. I feel like we used to do one or two bold predictions, but I think we wanted to spread ourselves. So if, if we happen to hit one, we could be like, yeah, bold <laughs> prediction hit. Ignore those other ones that weren't remotely close. Yeah. You did 12 bold predictions this year, Kevin. <laughs> right, exactly. And one yes. of them was Noah Lyles will win gold. Oh, he hasn't won one yet. Uh, I mean, do you want to first define the parameters of a bold prediction? Yeah, I, I, have we established like an official, like how what what the odds should be? Because I, I mean, me and you have have texted each other um, over the past week or two, uh, every once in a while, just like, "Hey, is this a bold prediction?" And in some cases, yeah, that's that's kind of bold. In other cases, like, no, that's not really bold at all. Um, <laughs> Jason vetoed all mine, just for the record. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. There, I mean, there was, I think there was, there was one in particular. I was like, no, I don't think that could be bold. Um, but 
yeah, I mean, what what do you think a bold prediction? What what do you think the chances should be? Is it is it ten percent, less than twenty percent? Where where do you think we should be at? I'm looking at mine, and I'm looking at I'm try I'm like retrofitting now, right? So I'm looking at the ones right. that I've determined are bold, and I'm thinking what are the actual percentages of, and I think ten would be too low for some of these. Uh, yeah, they're probably closer to twenty five percent, which makes me think that they're not that bold. Um, but I I think there's probably and. and you know, like some of these in here, I'll go like, oh, like that's very bold. Like, yeah, that is a 5% or less chance. Yeah. And then other ones, yeah, you look at it and you're like, oh, okay, that's that's still unlikely to happen. Like if it's a 20% chance, like it's probably not going to. And if it hits, I think that's a good call. Well, you have one that's about zero, one that's five, one that's 20-ish, and then one that I would say is, could be a sort of, you know... Like could be thirty five. Like on paper, it looks pretty high, but then you know stuff happens, right? Like my mm. like a lot of mine and and yours too. You know, on paper, it just lines up so beautifully, but then right. the Kenyans don't sweep the fifteen hundred in the Olympics. In fact, none of them even get a medal. And you're like, what happened? <laughs> what happened, guys? No world records, and that that one was done in like February. That yeah. Year. Well, that well I'm back with the sequel for world records. Uh, well, oh, I like it. Why don't okay. you go first? Uh. With yours, and then and then I'll go. I'll talk. To, I'll talk about some of my discarded ones too. So feel free to throw the ones uh, uh, to talk about ones that you got rid of too, if, if you want to. Okay, um, I'll start off. This is the first one. You know, trying to go outside the box here. Um, I think three American men are going to go under <laughs> two ten in the marathon in twenty nineteen. He's running it back, folks. So we're just gonna this. I, I'm going to let everyone know this will be a bold prediction until it happens. So I'm going to hit this at some point. I'm going to say in the twenty twenty decade. It's good. It's going to happen in in that point. Um, yeah. I, do I actually think it's going to happen? I have no reason to really. Not any more so than I did the previous year. And it's not like there was like progress. Mm-hmm. on this front like we didn't get a lot of guys closer mm-hmm. um we just got a lot more guys in 212 uh so yeah but i'm just doing it because why not in a way it's harder this year than last year because you could count on rup last year and you could yeah. say okay we just need two more this True. year with rup out for the spring with surgery and then with the trials looming early in 2020 we don't know what he's going to do in the fall we don't know i mean he may not even run a marathon in True. the fall he may just Wait, or maybe he runs, um, in a you know if he ran New York or something like that, which I don't envision him doing. That would be very very late. But basically, he's got to show up to Chicago and run under two ten. So he has like one chance to do this, and then you have to get a couple other guys across the line. So that's going to be tough. Yeah, I'm going to say if two guys not named Rupp do this, I'm 100 percent saying that I nailed it. I'm just letting you guys all know in advance. Well, why don't you just change it to that? Two people not yeah. named Rupp will go mm-hmm. under 210 in the marathon. Two Americans. Yeah. Know. Two Americans. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, like, yeah, because it's that, – that was kind of the whole point of last year's was like, yeah. okay, of course Rupp is going to do this, but, like, let's – You shouldn't lose because you know. of Rupp, I feel like. Right. Like, that would – which would also make total sense that I would lose. Like, that if it ever – when it does come in at some point, that the reason I won't win is because because Rupp didn't do it. All right, here's mine, my first one. Yeah. The U.S. men mm. will sweep the sprint medals at the World Championships. Now, before you say, hey, Kevin, that's not very bold, we know about Christian Coleman. We know about yeah. Noah Lyles. Big favorite. Big favorite. 
We know about Michael Norman. Mm, that's an interesting one. And even in the hundred, you got backup. You got people like Ronnie Baker. Yeah, yep. Lyles doubling back. A lot of options there. This hasn't been done since 2007. You got to go back before the Bolt era because Bolt kind of ruined it. Got all the medals, mm-hmm. basically. So he yep. made a U.S. sweep impossible. So I was like, when is the last time this has happened? It was 07. Tyson Gay won the one and the two. Jeremy Warner took care of the mm. four. I think they do it this year. I think you're right. The 400 is the hardest one to get. But you have Norman in there. You have a you have a a horse in the race with him. We don't yeah. we don't know what's happening with Wade Van Eker. We don't know how healthy he is. You look at the other top performers from last year. You got Stephen Gardner, who ran forty three eighty seven, you know, two tenths slower than Norman ran. You know, Bloomfield, who ran that time in a race with Norman. Guys like Haroon, Allen, you know, McWalla, Curley, Karani James is still around, but. I don't think any of them have the ceiling that Norman does. Well, and Curly's on your side too, so. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's right. I get all of America. Dude, I'm not losing. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, it's not Michael Norman and the United States. <laughs> we'll see. Right. Uh, so I like the odds here. I think this is, of the ones that I have, I think this would be the highest likelihood of the hitting. Best. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to figure in the 100, and, and I have one, I guess, in a similar vein to this um in the hundred coleman is a pretty big favorite not not overwhelming but pretty big but his biggest competition is ronnie baker and noah lyles probably um andre degrasse could throw a wrench in this you know if he gets back to what he is but he's an even bigger question mark than van niekirk somehow maybe i don't know Um, oh i think so yeah he just he just switching training camps too he's leaving uh arizona and going to florida yeah i believe yeah, so I mean, like that's you know obviously re- really tough. Um, the two hundred Lyles, uh, very uh, a big favorite. I mean, I I don't think we're gonna get Van Niekerk's running that. Um, if Norman runs that, okay, even better for you. Um, I mean, I think Lyles is the biggest favorite of any of these, right? That's yes, the- yeah, I would definitely agree with that. I mean, once Clarence Munyai shows up. Well, that's the thing. I was just gonna say. So, are two of our things that we forgot happened this year were two 200 times that were good. I mean, Gouliev running 1976 and yeah, I ran in 1969. But I would be shocked. Yeah. yeah. The only person who I think, you know, would have a chance would be Van Niekirk, like a healthy, you know, committed to the 200 Van Niekirk. And I don't think we're going to get that at least mm-hmm. in 2019. Right. The 400 Norman is, it looks obviously very good, very good year. Um, just Van Niekirk is a total question mark. I mean, if Van Niekirk comes back to what he was, then I don't think Michael Norman can beat him. But that's a it's a oh, long yeah. way back if, to get back to forty three zero. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, if you're going back to what he was, nobody in history could beat him. So that's, well, yeah. That, I mean, that's what I'm saying. But the, the that is the only thing that makes this bold is Wade Van Niekirk because yeah. there is the chance because you are betting against the fastest four hundred meter runner ever. Yeah. Okay, so do you, does it meet your standard or no? I, I think that's fair. I think I think it's on the high end, you know, of of percentages. But I think that's all right. Yeah, because that's I mean, it's still something that doesn't happen often, and it's one of those things where things would have to like even it's you know something going wrong, a Lyles, you know, setback of some sort, you know, sure. or something, you know, something like that could obviously just throw a big wrench in it, and 
you know, we could have Guliev winning in 2065. <laughs> um, and that would be, you know, just the way it works. Rammel. The way it works. Rammel 2065. Um, I'll tell you guys now the one that Jason threw out. Uh, Mo Farah comes out of track retirement and wins the 10,000. Jason said, not bold enough. Which I it, I agree with. I think it's only not bold. I mean, the the, the biggest long shot of it is whether he runs it or not, right. which I don't even think that's that crazy of a thing. Um, but if he enters the 10,000, he is the favorite right now. I know I wanted to pick one that wasn't just predicated on like, oh, this person will win or this person will run this time. I wanted something with the extra layer. Right. Um, and I wasn't bold enough to pick Ashton Eaton coming back. So I said, how about yeah. the guy who's very clearly saying, hey, guys, I'm coming back to the track <laughs> right. in every single opportunity. The other one I wanted to pick and then I'll let you go. The United States women have never won a medal in the World Championships or in the Olympics in the 5,000. Now, before you go, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. You know, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. Well, they did the 3,000 before the 5,000. Um, and they did get a gold in the 3,000 from Mary Slaney in 1983 world championships and in the olympics um i mean basically it's a it's a youngish event right it doesn't have that, yeah. that years and years and years of, of history behind it like some other events uh but it's been the nut that they haven't been able to crack at least recently oh they never did the uh looks like they never did the th- they never did the 3000 at the no that's wrong they definitely did the 3000 at the olympics what wikipedia why are you failing me <laughs> this is just ridiculous. We could, oh, here it is. Discontinued events. <laughs> disrespectful. Ah. J- Jason, that is just completely and utterly disrespectful to the women's 3000. Um, yes. So they've they've won one medal if, if you throw, if you want to include the 3000. But just in the 5000, they've never been able to solve it. And I thought, that Shelby could do it. And then I looked back at the schedule for Doha, and literally the 1500 and 5000 are back-to-back. The finals. Yep, like twenty five minutes apart. Yeah. yeah, so that's it's, that's not happening. Um, unless she decides to do that, as opposed to the fifteen hundred, which that'd be an interesting conversation. I don't see that happening. Yeah, and I think that'd be a bad call. Uh, as great as Hulahan could be in the five, like I think she she could medal. Um, if that race decides to go, you know, crazy, if if Ayana or Hassan or someone just decides to go completely nuts with it, like they could run away from Hulahan. Yeah, where that can't happen in the fifteen hundred, I don't think. Uh, it's funny you still think people can run away from Shelby Hulahan. She's unrunawayable. I, 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 I maybe, and maybe I, I, you know, I'll be proven wrong with that. She's but that if one of them just decides on. to go, hey, I'm going to set the world record, like. I just don't know if Hulahan has that quite in her leg. I don't think she can run the world record, but I, I mean, yes, you're right. That's why I'm saying medal, not gold. Yeah, and well, you know, gold, I think is absolutely doable. I'm just saying for, but she has a legit chance at 1500 meter gold. So yes, yes. Why leave? Why why not do that event? I just think it's interesting because U.S. has medal recently in the eight, the fifteen, the ten, marathon, the steeple. Like it's that one thing they haven't been able right to get. And I think it would be um, interesting to see her go for it. I don't think um, she will. So that was too bold. So my first actual bold prediction, I got three more to go, was the U.S. men's sprint sweep. You have three men going under 210 in the marathon. What's your second selection? 
Yeah, so this one is is very similar to yours, um, but we came up with these separately, and uh, this is the last uh, American one I'm doing, so apologies. Uh, hard on America. The American, the American men are going to sweep the 100 meters this year. That's bolder than mine. That's it, it is bolder just because obviously any you know you're only going to get three guys on the track. Mm, um, four. You got Justin Gatlin with the buy. Oh, that's true. Gatlin does have the buy, so that I mean that that does help. I was I was blanking on the buy. Um, Coleman's the favorite. Uh, Gatlin, who knows? But I wouldn't bet against him running nine nines. Yeah. So he could you know that could certainly be enough for for bronze or silver. Um, then you have you have Baker, you have Lyles, and more importantly, who else do you have? Um, Andre Grass, we mentioned very. You know, a, a guy you would ca- who could count on for a medal anytime he lined up for those, but it's been a while, and uh, I have no idea what to expect of him. Jamaica, Johan Blake, nope, also could run nine nine mid, but I don't think it's going to be enough. Uh, China could be in there. Um, the whole country I'm running out of names, Kevin. I mean, Zonal Hughes, I think, is actually the top candidate for it. Hughes and okay. Hughes and, Pre- and Prescott, the two British athletes. I mean, nine ninety one. And 994 yeah. for those two guys. Last year, I think legitimately those are t- two guys. They they hold it. They've held it together in championships before. You know, Jimmy Vico is someone called him the French Asafa Powell, and I don't know who it was. And I wish I remembered because I'd love to give them credit right now. Um, but yeah, I mean he'll run like an awesome time in July, and then nothing later on. But this, I mean, there's legit. There's 20 guys who could run 99. Like, right, but, and I think that's why that's why there's a, this has a low possibility of happening. Yeah, someone one of those guys will crack through and run the lowest probably. of nine nine. For the U.S., if Lyles doesn't double, which I could see, hey, you know, first world champs, just make sure you got that two hundred unlock. I could see them going right. that, that route. They'll still have somebody legit in there, but it won't be somebody. Um, as as strong as Lyles, like whether whether or not Lyles is going to occupy the two spot, the three spot, the four spot, whatever it was, like Lyles is Lyles is one of the four best hundred guys in the U.S. right now. I, I think that's pretty easy to say, right? Like that's not a con- that's not a controversial opinion at all. No, I don't think so. So if he doesn't run, but you know, Coleman Baker Gatlin, sure, right, sure, yeah, and and, it, and I mean having that fourth guy in there makes a huge difference because then if just one thing goes wrong, you're not completely yeah done um i'll feel a lot better if lyles is that fourth guy yeah i think what's likely to happen you know, I, I i would i feel really strongly about a u.s gold there obviously but then somewhere in the second and third range you know the odds of somebody popping up unless the times get super fast but if it's just this parody thing other than coleman and then everybody's in that you know mid or high nine eight low nine nine thing i would think somebody would be able to break that up but then it's just like you know, blindfold yourself and throw a dart at the board, right? Like, you right. run the race 10 times, you'll get 10 different outcomes. Um, Hughes, though, is just, he's interesting to me. He's hes still young. He's only, like, a year older than Coleman. Um, wow, it feels like he's been around lo- longer, too. Yeah, I mean, he didn't go, the, didn't go the college route, and we've been talking about him since champs, right, in Jamaica. I mean, he, he, sh- sh- he ran really well there. And, and I... I think he could go under 990 this year. Prescott, like I said, has been solid. Maybe some Bine. Someone will, someone will pop in there. Uh, There's so many names, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so 
like I said, the odds, I, I, I would actually feel pretty good about saying two Americans are going to medal. Yeah. Like, that's not bold, really, that, at all. Um, but obviously having three, it's just, it's so hard. Here's my next one. There will be exactly oh, three, like three outdoor okay. world records uh, considering the championship program. So, okay. hammer throw, discus, shot put, decathlon, heptathlon, all that. Not, I'm not counting the straight 200. Right. I'm not. I'm not. No sixes. I'm not. No threes. Yeah, I'm not counting the four by two. We're talking about the the events that they run, at the, and I'm not even talking about the marathon either. <clears throat> Although that would be crazy. <laughs> either one. Yeah. I'm speaking specifically of the track and field events that are contested in the stadium. Um. At a major championship, okay. those events are in the year. There will be three. I will name it. Okay, later. so you have. Go ahead. Nope, sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, I was gonna say you have to have some specific in mind. I mean, I'm guessing the the low hurdles on both sides are up near the top of that list. Yes. Now, do I get credit for just being specific with three, or do I, do I have to name the three? <laughs> no, I mean, I think I think saying exactly three is is bold. I, I I don't think you need to name three. I'm just assuming you have some in your head. Yes, I do. Um, I mean, if you had to do them like in an order of what you think is like most likely to least likely. Oh, man, that was been a good idea. Okay, so here's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, both low hurdles are susceptible. Yeah. Okay. Then you have. Okay. Well, let's just go through these. We got time, right? This podcast. Yeah. Um, men's hundred. No. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Um. So I mean, the men's, the men's sprints. Other than the four hurdles, spoken for. Maybe men's high hurdles if someone gets hot. It's not not yeah. not impossible. Um, no one's running Rudisha's record. You know the the distance records are safe. Uh, then you go to the field and you say, okay, the throws are all safe. Triple jump. I've been talking about for years. Maybe Christian Taylor does it this year. It's good. It's got a shot. Long jump could be interesting with Juan Miguel Echeverria almost jumping out of the freaking pit last year. Right. That could be fascinating. High jump. Barshim jumping at home. Maybe there's something there. Mm, who knows yeah pole. felt felt better a few years ago about that one but me too and the same thing with the triple jump um pole vault though you got mondo pole vault feel better about that one yeah uh could have taken some shots of the world record this year didn't but mondo it's, it's tough to to bet against mondo and put a ceiling on him so those are the ones i'd consider on the men's side steeple men's steeple be an outside shot women yeah really nothing in play on the running side of things, except maybe the 10. Low chance of the eight. Really low. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yes. You have to consider it. Yeah, so like eight, 10,000, and then steeple, because Chupkowicz just needs the PR. Yeah, she's done it, so it's, yeah, you have to at least throw that in there. But there could be one there. Um, women's high hurdles. Maybe Kenny Harrison could break her own mark, but that's... Yeah, if, yeah I mean, it's, it's, it's low, but possible. Um throws no jumps no i don't see it i mean pole vault maybe that's always always a possibility, possibility. Yeah. i guess multi-events on the men's side kevin mayer could yeah break his old record so in a championship yeah definitely i'm i think what actually is going to happen is one of the four hundred records will go down just because i'm way too sure about two of them <laughs> 
Right. And then there'll be two other random ones. And, you know, I, th- I think the, okay. the men's pole vault could be in that mix, could be a steeple situation. Could Semenya could get it in the 800, but I'm feeling pretty strong about three, Jason. Three? I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I mean... Obviously, calling the exact ones would be extremely bold. That way, that would put it low. But there's enough, you know. It's not like it's three obvious. It wasn't like, you know, three people who are just primed. It's, you know, it's no, there's not three Sydney McLaughlins and then nobody else who has a chance. Yeah. Like if it was something like that, it would be like, yeah, it's not particularly bold. This, this, I would certainly say qualifies. As and again, I'm not talking about indoor. I'm not talking about road. I'm not talking about off events. Just talking about outdoor and the championship program. First Diamond League of the Year. Four world records on the track. Can you believe You're it? You're welcome, America and the world. Uh, okay, what's your what's your third one? You're going to like this one. I, uh, I I was originally going to start it off as like being a little more cautious, like kind of going, oh, okay, Safan Hassan. Like, you know what? She's, she's, she's got a couple bronze medals in Worlds. Very good. Yeah. But, you know, I was like, you know what? She's going she's, she's gonna to double this year. Um, yes, yes. Exciting. Not doing the fifteen five though, which would probably be her, you know, what, what she would pick. Can't. But but we talked how that it's basically impossible. Um, with her, I guess though, I mean, it could be anything between the the four hundred and the marathon. But uh, I'm saying she's gonna. Yeah, this is ridiculous, but she's gonna double gold. Um, oh, this is a great pick. I'm, this is not a lot. This I, is not bold though. This this is <laughs> this is odds on. I really wanted to say she's gonna get two two track medals. Like she's gonna. Oh come on, that's not. Yeah, that's. But that's not bold enough. Yeah, so I had to, I have to go way over the top with it. Um, I guess she's going to run the 5 and the 10. Yeah. Fun fact, she's never run the 10,000 on the track before. Yeah, that's fine. She doesn't need to. Never happened. So that's fun. Um, but, yeah, I think I think right now I would pick her to win the 5,000. Like, I, there, I, there's yeah a few other women you would, you would put right in there with her, obviously. I mean, you could say, you know, Ayana on the right day or Obiri, mm-hmm. Baba. I don't feel great about, but, you know, I guess you mentioned her. But I really like Hassan's odds, even though she never wins races. She only finishes second. Um, so I Come think on, she's man. going. I think she's going to win win gold. Uh, I would love to say gold silver, but I'm saying double gold. So that's what I'm gonna go with. Yeah, this is this is going to happen. This basically this should be our recap podcast from the World Championships. Can you just <laughs> cut this in to 2019? I mean, yep. we'll just plug it right in. She, she said she's going to run the 10. She ran a what 65 minute half last year. Yep. Ayana has way too many question marks to be considered the favorite. But she's also terrifying because if she runs. Sure, but right now, entering the year, Hassan is the favorite to win the 10,000 at the World Championship. Which is so crazy to say, but I, I, I'm not you have to completely go, arguing against you. You have here, to but... factor in the known and unknown quantities here. And we know a ton about Sif and Hassan and what sort of shape she's in, what sort of capabilities she has. Now, the five... You mentioned some names. There's no one definitively better. Like Obiri, you know, barely beat her last year, right? That was a classic battle there. Um, great races with Obiri. Uh, enjoyed watching them, but she could she could turn the tables on her. That's not impossible to beat Obiri. No, doing both is is what's really. I mean, individually, you could say, yeah, I could see her winning either one of these races. Yeah. To do both in you know a, a short amount of time. Is is very difficult to do, and and it's not like, you know, I so I mean, you know, the Bayface Destroyer and Chariot both move up to the marathon. I don't 
know if any of them are going to try to come back to the track for this. I no, I, I so. know of. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't think so. So, but losing those two helps out the ten a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know, Ayana, you know, as we said, is is a total wild card. But um, yeah, double gold. I I I do see this as either way, whatever this ends. At the end, we're gonna be talking about. Well, we were already talking about Savan Hassan, but we're gonna be talking to her like this is her big breakout year. Yeah, I, you know, Beery. Obiri's a main competition. Obiri got her twice in the five, but I don't think unless Obiri moves up to the ten, I don't think anybody else should be considered the favorite ahead of her. There'll be other people there, but you say it's it's going to take an insane person to pull this off, but it's also insane to have one fifty six eight hundred <laughs> and sixty five fifteen half marathon range. So I think she's and not fifteen years apart. She did those like just those are like uh, what she could do right now. Those are. <laughs> Those are thirteen months apart. Yeah, that's. I mean, that that's because you know you might see someone who was like, oh, months, 10 sorry, years earlier. Yeah, ten years earlier, she was. You know, she used to run the fifteen and the eight, and she was great. Now she's moved to the the marathon. Okay, no, it's like no, she just has that. She crazy probably range. closed that half marathon in one fifty six for the last half. That's probably when she actually <laughs> ran it. I like that pick. That's good. That's bold. That that that's. I, I mean, joking aside, that's a that's a very very good. Prediction, just because the fact she hasn't even run a 10,000 on the track. I like it. Yeah, that's pretty insane. Yeah. I'm going to go with another gold medal at World Championships. And two years ago, or a year and a half ago, or a little more than a year ago, as I try to create a timeline in my head. Actually, two years ago. <laughs> I forgot. Not No, wait. What year are we? 2018 still. Okay. Just barely. Let's start this again. At the 2017 World Championships, you know, Coburn <laughs> Frerichs, surprise of the meet. One of the surprises of the meet. Would you say the surprise of the meet? Probably, right? America going one, two in the steeple? That was pretty crazy. I think so. Uh, yeah, uh, I think that's fair. They're going to do it again. Wow. Okay. That's right. I said it. We don't know the order, but they're going to do it again. And why is this bold? Well, the world record's gotten eight seconds faster, <laughs> the event's gotten deeper. But, but, but. Ferrix still improving. Got her PR down to nine minutes. Coburn didn't get a PR this year, but ran, I think, her second and third best time ever this year, so getting more consistent. Um, and I think in a championship setting, you know, in a one-off race, in a Monaco with rabbits and a manufactured, highly um, organized environment, you, you mm. know, you, ch- you take a Chep Coach. Right, or you take a uh, Kiang or someone like that, but with the rounds and with the season as weird as it is, being so late, yeah. I like the like experience of Coburn and just the the ridiculously impressive consistency of Frerichs to get the timing to get everything right, and their closing speed is pretty damn good. In the steeple. And that's not mm. something we talk about a ton in the women's steeple for wh- whatever reason, like we do in the men's with someone like, um, blanket on a boy's name, Ezekiel Kemboy's ability to close. But yeah, I mean, th- they can, they can close and they can run at low nine minute pace now. And, and I don't know, I don't know if Chep Koich is going to go out at 845 pace at the world championships. And if she doesn't, I like the two Americans to do it again. This is the first time someone doing the same thing they've already done 
has been <laughs> one of our predictions for the year. Yeah, but that I mean that that would certainly be bold. I mean, if both of them meddling again would be a huge, like would be would be crazy because that was just the way everything fell, and it was just completely shocking when it happened the first time. And yeah, since then, a woman has shattered the world record, uh, and she's still running and healthy. Yeah, and uh, then there's the rest of Kenya and mm-hmm. whoever else. So it's. Yeah, I would say that's that's very bold. And even though it already happened, that would be uh, that would be amazing. And not that it would matter because she wouldn't get any competition except from. I mean, she wouldn't get qualification competition. She'd get competition for Ferrex, but you know, Coburn has the buy. So yeah, she could literally like start her start her season in July sometime right. and be fine. She has a little more uh, flexibility than she normally would. So I'm gonna go with them getting gold and silver. Again in 2019. That one I feel like is a long, longer shot. Yeah, I would say that's yeah, that's your longest shot so far. All right, you got one more. Yeah, let me see if I can. If I well, I don't know if this is longer. It might be. I don't. I have no idea what to make of this one. Um, kind of crazy, but some people would call this guy washed. Uh, I'm not going to name any names, but David Rudisha is going to win gold medal. In the 800 meters. <laughs> Hasn't run since June of 2017. Yeah, that's your longest shot. Yeah. So, By far. But I'm also picking the greatest 800-meter runner of all time. Mm-hmm. And he's, I think, 30, or just about to be 30, somewhere in that range. Um, 30 years old. 30 years old. Okay. So it, it's certainly a long shot. You know, a uh, little bit of an injury last year. You know, didn't run at all this year. Apparently he's training. I have no idea. I know Apparently he's tweeting. He's training. <laughs> I know he's tweeting. Um, well, no, there's there is a, a Daily Nation um, okay article about the king is back. David Rudisha resumes training. There we go. Um, so who knows? This is this is extremely extremely long shot. But you know what? I'm going to bet on the greatest of all time. That's what I'm going to do. Another good one. I mean this this one definitely is is a long shot, but you're going to always wonder about Rudisha, right? Like if he's entered. You're, yeah. You're I can't, you can't just go. I mean, or you can call him washed and that's fine, but dude just turned 30 like two weeks ago. Um, he's run the, you know, fastest like three times ever. And all this six of the top eight mm-hmm. or what, all this crazy stuff. Um, and people seem to just crumble around him even when he doesn't improve. I know oh, yeah. that career is just better than he like yeah. at this point he runs like 142s just all the time and right. the Americans who I, I don't particularly trust any of them to win a gold medal at this point. Um mm-hmm. I mean Clayton Murphy I guess is proven some very impressive things at this point but uh I don't know. I I I like I said I know it's an extreme long shot but that's the point. Career is the f- the favorite and then I th- yes. Amos you throw him in there but he's he's inconsistent. And then, yeah, I don't trust him. Yeah, so it, it is it is pretty open, especially after career. It's not like he's going into to the lion's den. I mean, even a medal would be really would be amazing. Yeah, that'd be that'd be. I mean, and, and career is like not even just a favorite. Like he has been great, like legit. Not quite David Rudisha, but like if David Rudisha didn't exist, we'd be like, wow, this guy could you know have a chance at going to the world record maybe mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. you know, but. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He put it way out there. That's a good one. I like it. I mean, I initially was 
like laughing like a zero percent chance, and there probably is <laughs> very close to a zero percent <laughs> chance, but I'm willing to say one and a half percent. Yeah, my last one, not as good as yours. I mean, it's kind of a, it's 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 pretty broad. But since my other the uh, two I talked about before got shot down, I wanted to have a fourth. With all this talk about the long season, mm. who it impacts the most, obviously, are the NCAA athletes because their national championships yes. aren't moving. So I think somebody, I don't know who it is, but somebody's going to surprise us and do the NCAA season and then come back and win gold in Doha. Mm. And it might be Mondo, and that may not be that big of a deal because it's that's, Mondo. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the only thing that really would be would be would would make it not bold is Mondo. Yeah. I mean, someone like Grant Holloway, that would be... Yeah, yeah, that would be... that. Especially with how much of a rhythm mm-hmm. thing Turtle seems to be, yeah. that would be very impressive. Um, I mean, on the women's side, I'm trying to trying to think of somebody who would be... I mean, maybe someone like Lena Irby, like if Shawnee Miller, Weibo doesn't run the quarter, or something happens there. Um, I mean, she ran so fast last year, one of the see, third fastest time in the world. And she'll just be a sophomore this year. Somebody, somebody's gonna get a gold. Yeah, I guess I should have said somebody's That's... gonna medal because now gold seems pretty far out there. Yeah, if you want to go, and not I'm not, I'm not talking about relays either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, relays doesn't count. Um, I mean, I, I'll let you amend this t- to medal, but you have to take out Mondo at that point. Okay, I'll do that. A non-Mondo NCAA athlete will medal at the World Championships. Love the qualifiers. It's good. I hope there's just some um, random discus thrower I'm not thinking of. <laughs> right. Probably. That's, Eat it, Jason. But, yeah, because Mondo is a favorite to medal, like, unquestionably, right? I mean, that's so that wouldn't really be Okay, I'll do that. Really be fair. So a non-Mondo athlete. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, it's very possible we're forgetting someone obvious, and it's going to be. But, yeah, I think that's good because, I mean, it's always really difficult for – college athletes like in any regular season but you know they're running in december or whatever i it's yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be ridiculous they're running in another school year exactly like that's not not easy it's like homecoming and they're running track still the fall ball is going on and they're doing track (laughs) i was gonna say homecoming's like yeah it's probably it's probably after homecoming Yeah, they're getting ready for the winter formal and they're still running track (laughs) Sadie Hawkins has happened. Yeah. It's done. Exactly. Okay. We spoke a lot about Mondo. Officially, uh, he's got that American record, Jason. We joked about it before. We did. Yep. Uh, it's a real thing. He vaulted 6.05 at the European Championships in August. And at the time, they said, hey, wait a minute. Mondo has, has dual citizenship. And to set an American record, you just have to be an American citizen. So Mondo might have the American record. Turns out that's true. Yep. And under that rule, there's been some other changes because there's some other U.S. citizens who ran faster times than the the American record. One very famous gentleman by the name of Bernard Lagat. Oh, okay. He ran 327.40 Whew. in 2004. Now, he was not eligible to compete for the U.S. yet. But he was an American citizen. Mm. You know, it was in that that I guess gray area. Yes. 
and he can he actually represented Kenya later on in 2014. So he takes the American record, which he already had, because he had it the next year. Three three twenty nine thirty goes down to three twenty seven forty. Jeez. Sorry, everybody. Yeah. I thought they were getting close. That's. Yeah. Uh, so. Hold on. This I got happened. One more. Hey. I got one more. Oh, of course you do. I got okay. one more. Because this one's even crazier. Uh, Susanna Kalur. Okay. In 2008, 60-meter hurdles, 7.68, which is also the world record. So Lolo, oh. Lolo Jones had the American record for a while. And then last year, remember, Kenny Harrison and Shrika Nelvis, they ran 770. Yeah. They thought they had it. They don't. Susanna Kalur has it. I guess nobody knew that she had dual citizenship. That just like came up at some point. <laughs> So now they have a rule that says from henceforth, you have to be eligible to compete for the United States to set an American record. The end. Yeah. Okay. So, and that sounds like a good rule. Um, you know, I, I'm not a, uh, you know, I'm not super stingy. Like, hey, people change citizenship. Like, I don't, that's fine. That's good. But yeah, you you can't really be able to set records for two different nations at the same time to me. Like that doesn't, and you certainly can't do it 15 years later or whatever. Um, that seems, yeah, it just, it's, you know, doesn't seem, seem right. Um, one of my favorites, I saw this in, in a flow track article. Um, shout out apparently, um, not, not Sandy by Morris, me, by my colleague. Yeah, it is not. I make sure, always make sure to look at the top. So this is your buddy Lincoln, Lincoln apparently, who I do not know. Yeah. Who's the, like the younger, cooler version of me, but not. Oh, the, nice. Not really. I'm going to ask him about podcasting. Um, <laughs> Chicago fan. If you guys run a podcast together, it would only be about Cubs. Oh, perfect. Okay. So that, that'll that work then. I, I can live with that. I get information about um, the Cubs from you, and then I say it to him, and it makes me feel cool. Because <laughs> I was like... I like that. As long as you guys don't talk about the Bulls, probably, then everything's good. Um <laughs> But she, but Sandy Morris in this article, Sandy Morris, uh, I'm referencing a tweet within an article. I guess I could have just said the tweet. But Sandy Morris uh, uh, tweeted out that Jeff Hartwig um, noticed the rule was kind of open, Mm -hmm. you know, for for some weird things happening. And he said, "Imagine Mondo jumping 6:05 in a Swiss jersey at European Champs, where Americans aren't allowed to compete, breaking the American record." Their response: "What are the chances of that? I can't make this up." Well, he didn't jump in a Swiss jersey. He jumped in a Swedish jersey. That's that's true. Which is but probably if go, what they meant. <laughs> yes, that's most likely what they meant. Um, but if your response is, what are the chances of that? It's going to happen at some point. <laughs> so just build build in something that's going to stop you from looking stupid. Yeah. Like that's just just that should be a rule. Is if someone points out like Hey, you know, there's this loophole here, and you know, I, I you know, I don't know how often it's going to come up, but maybe we should reward that slightly. Just go, ah, don't worry about it. That's future us problem. Yeah, like, no, like maybe fix it, um, because th- it's just kind of lame. Like, and hey, I'm I'm glad Le- Legat broke his own record. Um, I mean, it just well, no, it, past Legat broke future Legat's record. That's yes, that's true. I'm sorry, that's that's more confusing. Um. But he also made it, you know, two seconds faster Jeez. for every American. Like, made it from, wow, that's a really fast time. But, you know, that seems attainable yeah. in, like, the perfect race in 
whatever in Monaco uh, to Jesus. Okay, yeah, um, <laughs> this isn't going to happen. Three twenty-seven. That's that's such a big, big leap. Um, oh, yeah. Odds are, so, uh, another woman is going to break this high hurdles indoor record mm-hmm. like in the next ten years. Like I, I would, I would bet a lot of money on that. Um, but it's just kind of yeah. It, it's not a great rule, obviously, um, so it should be fixed. But you know, I am even though I, I don't particularly like what happened, um, I feel like I, my hands are tied, and uh, I have to play this song. Hey man, did you see that record? No, not a world, but an American record. Maybe it was a world record too. It was the best performance by an American citizen Or a relay team composed of American citizens And an athletics event within the United States or abroad Hey man, did you see that American record? Does that count for all three? I think so. As much as I love it, I mean, I, you know, I won't play it three times. Um, I'm wondering, do, I mean, do we need to reword the American record song? I mean, I would never want to change it, but, you know, in case rules come up, I don't want us to have to play it. You know, there's been controversy we about gotta, when we play it. Got to put this, the call out to Tim, see what he thinks. He's, he's <laughs> no, it, it, it's perfection. I would never ask to uh, to basically re-record, uh, you know, a, a platinum record or equivalent. I think at the time this happened the mondo thing i said something like 2018 is the year when a team in second place set a world record and a guy in a swedish jersey broke an american record <laughs> and I, that sums it up perfectly i think that's 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 where we're at uh let's go to email house of run at gmail.com all these we got well some of them we got as recently as today but some of them uh, as many as two weeks ago so I think they're all relevant, though. So we got one here from Dan from Chicago. Uh, he was responding to the five most important people in track in 2018, which I really liked doing. I think I'm going to do that again next year just because it makes me feel really important. Um, and then I'm going to do like the 30 people under 30 in track. Oh, I like that. <laughs> the 20 That's... under 20. To figure out who the big influencers are, Jason. You know what I mean? The thought leaders out there. Right. I mean, I guess some sort of, you know... Um under a certain age thing it would actually make sense from a hey this is like future of track and field yeah, no i'm not gonna do that though I kind just... of thing like that but you know if you're if you're running out of stuff to write for in, in flow track you know if you're really digging it then he did his own uh he did his own the actual top five he said uh Ilya kipchoge okay. whether it was breaking two or his marathon world record Ilya was undoubtedly influential in bringing newbies to the sport that's number five. Number four, John Brinkus. His insightful scientific breakdowns of all the mainstream athletes that could have won Olympic gold if only they cared enough to try surely brought track some new fans. What is this high jump you speak of? In quotes. Uh, number three, Susie Faber-Hamilton. This might be controversial, but, but Susie Faber-Hamilton's exploits brought a whole new demographic to the sport. Hopefully some of them stuck around to watch the men's races as well. I was talking about this year or, uh, yeah, I don't know how far he's going back with that. Two, uh, Justin Deluzio, a.k.a. cross-country runner, hit by deer at regionals. Granted, this happened oh, in yeah. 2016, but people are still watching the videos today and the memes. <laughs> that feeling when you get hit by a deer. <laughs> <laughs> 
Speaking of memes, in a late-breaking surprise, uh, number one, Jimmy Garcia, with help from the sticky-fingered Finnish line helpers, uh, nobody brought more attention to running this year than the men's U23 winner at Eurocross, Seacrest Out. That is Dan from Chicago. That feeling when you get hit by a deer. There you go. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, Sometimes memes are literal, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mike Z, he's got a couple here. Yeah. Actually, he's got... Well, one split up into two. Uh, this one's about Kipchoge in the 24-hour record. He said, he says, let's set off. L- let's say he sets off on a pace uh, a full hour slower than his PR, 301 for every 26.2 miles. Rough estimate puts him at nearly eight full marathons in the 24 hours or approximately 209.6 miles. World record is 188.59, according to Wikipedia. Of course, he won't be running the whole time. However, this gives the goat a buffer of about 21 miles, meaning at roughly seven-minute mile pace, we don't want to get too specific here, he has 147 minutes, two hours and 27 minutes extra. Take that time off, divide it up into seven breaks, so he could hypothetically run a marathon in three hours, sit for 20 minutes, rinse and repeat, and boom, world record. Or would he run at six-minute pace, run roughly 230 marathon, and have 50 minutes in between each bout? Think it's possible? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think he would just I think for the 24 hour record I think he would run for like 18 hours and set it and then just take a nap for the last six hours call up Klaus yeah and just be like hey dude you want to come hang out yeah you got you get, I, I could use some water if that's cool yeah. um I want to see it. yeah and this is no insult to to the ultra guys but Kipchoge is just a different human they should pay they should pay him like a lot of money to try to do this I, I'm in, yeah. I mean, give me one of those 204 guys in Dubai, or give me all five of those 204 guys in Dubai and have them run it. Like, I'd be interested in that, too. Not as interested as Kipchoge. So we have a another email from Mike here, running world records male versus female, and he has a comparison in terms of how fast the men's world record is to the female's world record and then does a um, percentage. I'm not going to read all of them, but he's, he has some quick takes. He says all of them hover around the 10% mark meaning the men's record is 10% faster, women's record is 10%, sorry. Uh, okay. Both Bekele records are in the bottom half, meaning, well, I'll just say that the Bekele men's 5,000 record is 88.979%. Or sorry, the Jababa record is 88.97. These are numbers. You should be reading this email, Jason. <laughs> and then the uh, 10K Bekele record is 89.76% compared to Ayana. So... Uh, the other yeah, the other see. takeaway, sub two attempt was the most dominant performance for men, uh, except for Flojo, parentheses, the wind red 0.0. It's, it's a good piece if you guys can read it. Uh, more in-depth takes. I think the four by one is a good marker. The three events ahead of it for the women are, in some opinions, questionable. Wind meter, doping allegations, 3K steeple being most recent. I'm not that surprised that the Monza attempt, um, Bekele and Risha are at the other end. Well, let me just read the order here. This is not going to make sense if I don't read the order. So here's the... The rankings, women's closest to men's to farthest away, or women more dominant to men more dominant. Okay? So gotcha. women closest to men, 100, 3K, 400, 3K steeple, 4x1, 200, half marathon, which is almost exactly a 10% difference. Marathon, uh, and that's Berlin versus Radcliffe. Uh, 10K, 1,500, 400 hurdles, 4x4, 800, 5K, and then the marathon if you count sub two. Mm. Okay. 
So that makes that makes everything make a little more sense, right? Yeah. Okay. And uh, most of those make sense for one reason or another. Yeah. Interesting that sp- spread events are at the top. Distance events seem to be toward the bottom. I think that shows how fast Radcliffe is slash was, even with Kipchoge taking huge, a uh, huge chunk of time off. The half marathon records were both set fairly recently in an event not as popular as track races, and it falls right in the middle of the analysis. Two farther steps can be taken. One, normalize all the records, probably using that word wrong, but, well, Ray will let us know. But give a 10% equivalent for the men's records above the half marathon and show the women's record in an equal comparison to those below. Take the largest margin for women, uh, the 100, and create a women's equivalent for each event. Do the same for men using Bikeli's 5K record. Quick example, 10% faster than Flojo's time is 9.44. and he says, oh, separate email. So here's the next one. Um, so the average difference is 0.899. He took out Monza. Women's world record seems to be at 10% slower than men's world record. So here's a list of new women's world records that are 0.899 off the men's world records. Okay. Got it? So this, yeah, this is, this is just, yeah, basically like he said, normalizing. Don't know if that's right, but it makes sense to me. Um, all the records to the 0.899 off. Well, yeah, he's just saying just in case the IAAF wants to do away with all world records before a certain year, they can use this list. <laughs> if there's a clean athletics era, perhaps. Uh, so the 110.65. So, and Jeddah has a 10.64. Uh, 200, 21.34. Doesn't change. Uh, 447.86. Marie Jose Perex, 48.25. Sign Richard Ross, 48.70. Uh, Formula Hurdles would go to 5203. 800, 152.24. Uh, you said Caster Semenya, 154.25. Better not let her compete. 1500, uh, 349.14. Dababa's 350.07. 3K, uh, 810. Steeple, 846. 5K, 14.02. Jeez. <laughs> Uh, 10,000, 20, wow. 29, 14, which is three seconds off Iona's current world record. Um, and the marathon, 215, 18, uh, which is right in the middle, a few seconds faster than Radcliffe's current world record. The only world records to get slower are 100, 200, 3K, 3K steeple. Half marathon, marathon, 1,500, 10K, four hurdles are basically the same, 805 K being the only two that got, in my opinion, significantly faster. That's Mike Z with some numbers. That's interesting. I like that. It's going to take me a little bit while to like process all of this. I think I'm going to have to reread this a couple times. I always thought they always said the hunt, you know, the hundred was close. It was like the really short stuff and the really long stuff. Right. And I read that once and it's kind of stuck in my head and I don't, you know, but more detailed analysis obviously proves that it's, it's a bit more complicated than that. And then when you factor in the other, um, variables, like he talked about, you mentioned it's, it's tough to, Tough to make like a uh, one rule and apply it to everything, but yeah, Bakele's marks are are out there for sure. Uh, Brian, the email informed me from Raleigh, but now from Pennsylvania. Drink. He said on last week's pod, you said in high school you used to call it getting walked when somebody was out kicked. At my high school, we had a similar name, getting hawked. Maybe that's because hmm. he was from the East Coast and walked is like hawked, like he got hawked. No. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd it go the other way? I don't know how. Uh, the last stretch of any race, cross-country, track, or roads was Hawk City. Uh, each year. I like that a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Streets Ahead, though, I think is what we're going with. I'm still loving Streets Ahead. Yeah. Each year, there are a handful of crazy statistics thrown around about Yuki Kauchi, one of the craziest from 2018. 
is that Yuki's Boston finishing time of 2.15.58 was faster than his Chicago time, 2.16.25. Given the conditions in Boston and excluding DNFs, I don't know if there are many people that ran faster in Boston than any other marathoner. Any other marathon they ran that year, let alone Chicago, which had much better conditions. Disclaimer, I did not fact-check anybody else's results besides Yuki. Look forward to the end of your awards. P.S. Jason, what's the weekly once-a-runner update? Oh, uh, I finished that this morning, actually. Or this afternoon, maybe? Um, oh, hello. I didn't notice you watching me reading. <laughs> yeah, I, I finished it... Uh, well, I started it about four days ago. Four or five days ago. And uh, it's only about an eight-and-a-half, nine-hour audiobook so usually that's i get through those pretty quickly and uh, i enjoyed it very very much um there were certain things that every once in a while i would google just to be like wait was that person real or is that person <laughs> fake because there are real names mentioned throughout the book you know mm-hmm. you get like frank shorter and jerry lingren and mm-hmm. pre was thrown in there so you're kind of like okay this is based in like a real world but it's obviously you know it's a fictional story but then there's like some other people that get thrown in and i'm like i've never heard of that guy but i don't know 60s running very well sure so let me check that but i thought it was very entertaining obviously some of the stuff is maybe a little over the top but like it still had a very like true obviously like a runner wrote it like there was enough like real runner stuff yeah throughout that you kind of go like oh yeah like I, I can relate to a lot of this even though i you know i'm not near close to this fast and and mm-hmm. didn't pull nearly as many hijinks while in college but, dude a lot of hijinks um, did a lot of hijinks which i enjoy um 60 by but it was like yeah, yeah, I mean, that, and that's completely, completely insane, obviously. But it was like just a f- really fun and cool read. Listen, I don't know. Either way, um, but I, but I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a really cool, cool book. And uh, yeah, I, I know there's many running books out there, and I'm, I never really read until, oh God, I don't know, five, ten years ago. I started doing audiobooks, mm-hmm. um, and you think I would have been like, oh, hey, I love running. I should do running stuff. But I, for some reason, just always do like complete like random fiction and stuff. But uh, yeah, it was really good. I'm trying to look at when did it come out. It's a great question. Googling. I have no idea. Publishing date? What's it? Called? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on. I'm on Amazon and it's like not visible. Oh, 1978. Because I don't know when it became famous. Mm-hmm. And someone might have made this point already. So I don't. I don't think this is necessarily an original thought. But I feel like. Maybe for runners in the 80s, if it became popular in the 80s or like early 90s, once a runner provided the framework to like talk to other runners about running Mm. and get people to conceptualize running the same way Without Limits did for our generation. Right. I don't remember much about the book because it's been a long time since I read it, but the one of the scenes I remember is like they're talking about they're like at a bar or something and they're talking about running, which weird, right? People talk about run- runners talking about running. And they were saying like the difference between running and another sports, like you're ca- like, you know exactly where you are. Like you're neatly categorized. Right. And like in foot, yeah. in football, you can convince yourself that you're actually a lot better. Right. Isn't Am I remembering this right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it was basically like, yeah, just knowing exactly where you stand within your sport. Like, it's just like, Oh, I know I am the, 36th best yeah you know based on this time and stuff like that where it is it is the most true where yeah in in most you know team sports other things it's like there's all these other you know aspects that are out there that kind of 
just skew the water or, you know, dirty the waters, if you will, like where he's just like, man, I, yeah, you could argue, you know, 10 different guys being the best, but it's like in running, it's, it's much more clear. Um, yeah. And, and like stuff like that, you know, obviously he just, he, and a lot of the topics we would talk about on the show too, just, you know, like some of the, a little bit of the runner, not a runner stuff, um, thrown around a bit in there. Um, <laughs> iPods, a lot you of know, iPod discussion. A lot of iPod for sure. No, but like, you know, getting yelled at by random passerbys, like all that different kind of stuff. That's, yeah, you, you can, know, a, a universal runner yes. thing. Yeah. And and it's very clear, like, oh, this isn't, you know, like I said, even though some of it was obviously exaggerated because it's a story and I can, it's fine if it's a story. Um, you could still tell it was based on someone who knew what they were talking about. Yeah. And just that conversation, when I read it, I remember thinking like, oh, like, they just explained something in a way like I'd never thought about, but it helped me mm. understand more about the sport that I've spent so many hours doing. Right. In in sort of in a way that there was like some conversations and like or some moments and without limits where even though you're not as just as just as you're not as fast as characters and once a runner, not as fast as anybody without limits, but it it just right. like gave you like words to use, right? And ways to explain and think about what it is that you do. Um even though one was a book and one was a film, that's when I was. Yeah. I, that's why I, th- I was like, okay, this is why people. Because I didn't get it the first time I read it, and then the second time I read it, um, I had a m- much more open mind about it, and that was like my one big takeaway. I was like, okay, this is a book for runners by runners, basically. Yes, runner, absolutely. Runner, <laughs> once a runner. Okay, I was once a runner, so I can relate. <laughs> yes. Made sense. It's, it's a bi- bi- biographical uh okay let's keep going here we got one from let's see sorry i'm going back i want to make sure we didn't duplicate uh this is george from birmingham yeah i was trying to think of new events that could be introduced to make track and field more exciting entertaining excuse me uh, to watch for the general public, one idea I had was a medley relay that included the 1, 2, 4, 8, 15, and teams could choose to run the distance in any order. It doesn't have to be the same order for all teams. Any uh, any thought this could be quite ex- – and thought this could be quite exciting to watch. My question is if you were making a dream team, who would you choose for your team, male or female, and what order would you run them in? Are there any other events you think would make track and field more exciting to watch? Uh, okay, so does the team have to be – Hmm. I mean, if they have to be all from one country, mm, then the, Uni- yeah. the United States. I know. I was thinking. I was, United yeah. States would be strong. Um, yes, very much. Well, so. Well, okay. I'm more interested in the uh, the order. What order would you go in here? I was thinking this too. Um, man, uh, it's all going to come yeah, out of 1500, right? Well, I mean, mainly. I mean, you have the eight in there, which is you know a pretty obviously the longer the event, yeah, the more you know it affects their actual race but yeah the, i mean the, the guys running the 100 and 200 aren't that much i mean you want to you know get them do you want to get out early mm-hmm. and no one should be able to reveal what order they're running right and it, like it should have to be like a secret like you hide in the tunnel and then like your next guy's coming out well it's like those singing shows where you don't know who's singing and you're like oh my gosh yes. the voice came out of that person so they all have yes yeah. i have not watched that but i've seen ken jong like freak out in the commercials and i'm like i don't want to watch this show. oh they're like in um, costumes and stuff yeah. Yeah. I was like, so how that many... should be required as well. Everyone should have to wear mascot heads. Yeah. How many singing shows are there going to be where it's like, we can't see you? <laughs> it's, it's yeah, the, the singing show thing is, is very, 
why very is this... popular. It doesn't appeal to me, but also I can't sing. So it's that makes still sense. going though. Why? <laughs> okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no, it's it's fine. Um, but yeah, so I mean, as far as yeah, the order, I'm trying to think of like what would be, what would be beneficial. Um, I mean, I'm really drawing a blank here. I think I might start with a quarter. Okay. Sort of non-committal. <laughs> you see what everybody else is doing a little bit, right? But then I don't think you want your. Or do you do the fifteen hundred real early? I mean, you don't want you don't want to be leading the fifteen hundred, right? Because you don't want to get the baton in front and the fifteen. Well, that's yeah, that's what I was wondering too. Is like if you go fifteen early, and if people are doing sprints, I mean, it kind of you're basically running by yourself then because you guys are separated very quickly, right? If they choose the one, the two, or the four, sure, it's basically you know you're running a fifteen by yourself. Um, which isn't ideal. You'd rather be chasing someone, I think. Uh, but it, and yeah, obviously there's a, there is a big strategy in this, which I think makes it is the most fun part about it mm-hmm. is seeing how people would do it. And then trying to figure out like, okay, they're in the lead, but are they actually in the lead or like, you know, who's left, what's going on what events have they run? Like that kind of thing. I would be, I would be fascinated to watch for sure. Well, we'll do the mixed gender relay this year. Uh, the second part is question about events you can add to make it more exciting. I don't need to add anything, but I've mentioned before what would make it more exciting to other people is you add the 50, the 150, the 250, and then you have have a million people triple. And then you see the same – it's like Michael Phelps. Right. He's competing in 62 races over the course of one Olympics. I I think people like that. They want the same names. I mean you can see Bolt go over and over again. Cut the field size he down, so he only has probably to probably lose the fifty, right? I mean, yeah, he probably wouldn't do the fifty, but I mean, yeah. if he would probably do the, he'd probably do the, the, you know, he'd go the hundred, the one fifty, which he would be ridiculous at. Actually, I think that the, would, yeah, I think two fifty, he'd be ferocious at. I think that would probably have been his best event. Uh, maybe like the one seventy five. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's really getting down there. Yeah. Well, I mean. Could anybody have beaten him? I think 350 would have been – or sorry, 300 would have been a question of whether or not he did it. Yeah. But everything else, I think he'd be fine. Especially if he had just, they just did like straight finals somehow. Like he didn't really run heats. Yeah. Let's go to Ryan from Wisconsin. Yeah. He's got two of them here. Um, he said, break out the American record song. Which is Done. USATF ratified Legat's 327. Uh, they even list his affiliation as Kenya. <laughs> On the on the she word says you know Nike or whatever it says Kenya, while Mondo's affiliation isn't Sweden but L A so Louisiana high school, call me confused on this one. Um, he also got in, he sent another one here about the athlete of the year. He says one advantage runners Semenya and Miller Weibo have over field eventers in year end rankings is they can run off events. Obviously Semenya is the athlete of the year, but House of Run and other second tier track athletes have mentioned Miller Weibo's one fifties and three hundreds. <laughs> And years past, Semenya has gotten credit for 600s and thousands. Just imagine of uh, meets put on standing broad jumps and double jumps for a bargain. She'd win these events and set world-leading marks, given track and field journalists that extra little factoids needed to pad that word count or fill up the extra airtime needed to give out Athlete of the Year. And Miller Weibo can run straight track 200s at street meets as well. Just imagine the spectacle of a bargain setting a curved runway <laughs> triple jump world record 
at used to be a historic Hayward Field in the shadow of the majestic Bowerman Towerman. Oh, that's great. That's uh, Ryan from Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean, my basis for picking Miller Wabo had nothing to do with 150s and 300s. In fact, I think that should be the criteria going forward is just throw out off events. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I've probably mentioned them before, and it's usually, like, I, I to me, you don't get any extra, even if you set the world record, I really don't give you any extra credit for the 300 or one or something like that because I just, I don't really care about the 300. Um, but, yeah, it does get mentioned, and uh, but I am totally up for a curved runway triple jump. <laughs> this sounds, sounds, this like, sounds someone's, like someone's going to get injured, yeah. but I still sounds very interesting. Uh, let's go to Brian again, emailer formerly from Raleigh. He says, thank you for the end of year awards. An honor to receive my first housey. Congrats. Well deserved. Yeah, you earned it, man. After listening to last week's show, I thought of a few more nominations. First, a new award, the most versatile runner of the year, a.k.a. the Sif and Hassan Award. Well, I, mm. I like that. That's called the Double Gold Award. Yeah. We might need to incorporate that next year. Second, for comeback, we miss you award, David Radisha, Brooks, and Chief. Oh, Radisha, already ahead of you. Brooks, I did. Uh, he did send one voicemail this year. He checked in. I think Brooks is. He did check in because he he got an announcing gig, which is the most obvious thing to happen to anyone. I would like a Brooks update though. He did call. No, him, yeah, I mean always. I don't think it's too much to ask for like a once a year Brooks check in. I think um, that's absolutely fair. And he says, Chief, Chief, we for I get texts from Chief occasionally. It, it, so well, and Chief. Alive. Still voicemails more than anybody else. But yeah, I, I think he, you know, Brian, his his counterpart in the voicemail line was Chief. Um, so I think he's, you know, he's probably saying, hey, dude, I, I, you know, I'm contributing 52 times a year here. Yeah, yeah. You know, step your game up. Where are you at? It's like a John Wall, Bradley Beal type <clears throat> situation. Ooh, but one of those guys is out for the year. It's exactly. That's where I was going. Yeah. Um, yeah. All I'm saying is Chief broke his foot. So let's cut him some slack. Uh, third. <laughs> Trash talk of the year, Jason versus U.S. marathoners in the sub-210 barrier. <laughs> We're bringing it back for next year, so I, I could win this again. Fourth. I totally forgot that happened. Uh, hurdle shuttle American record. Oh, huddle shuttle. Sorry, I'm getting tired. I was like, what's the hurdle shuttle? I thought you were talking about shuttle hurdles. The huddle shuttle yeah. American record in the half. Yes, I did forget that happened. And yeah. then Drew, Drew Windle medals at World Indoors. Sorry, it's 9.30 my time. Good call. Totally forgot that, too. Well past my bedtime here. 9.30 in the central time zone. Uh, his bold predictions for 2019. Shelby Hulan sets the American record in the 1500. Okay. Shelby, not bold enough, but good. Shelby Hulan wins gold at Worlds. Boulder, but okay. The U.S. wins gold in the 100, 200, and 400. Oh, come on, Brian. Man. <laughs> Man. Brian is always one step ahead. Yeah. This is why he's email of the year. Yeah. When did we get? Th- oh, man. We got this email seven hours ago. Smart man. I, I think I can I vouch that I, I received your email with your picks before that. I think. Uh we were texting last night, right? Or no? I'm really now. I'm really wondering if you're just Brian and you're writing an email <laughs> for, like, you're emailing the recap to me every week. Uh, and he says a U.S. man breaks 210 in 2019. Well, at least he thinks it's bold. So that's good. I like that, and I'm but I'm still rolling over the the two other men to or two men to do two it men. outside of rep. So. Yeah. There you go. All right, we got one more. Uh, it's a voicemail. It's from Scooter. Uh, he says, sorry for my tardiness. Meant to get this in before the end of your extravaganza. I can just imagine Kevin sitting at a desk listening to the iTunes 30-second free sample of this over and over again <laughs> like Michael Scott. 
So this is called Goodbye My Hayward, which I'm guessing is a reference to was that Goodbye My Lover by Oh, was it just uh, James uh, Blunt? Is that right? James Blunt? God, I'm trying to think if I even know that song. I have not listened to these yet. Oh yeah, you f- remember Michael Scott is sad about something? No, no. Oh no, absolutely. I, I Goodbye, I was, my yeah. Goodbye, I, I remember my him friend. specifically listening to it, but I do not remember the song. You have like been I can picture one. him doing it, and you have been the one for me. Remember, did I disappoint oh, okay. you? Okay, yeah, you yeah, down. okay. Very sad. Somehow, song. somehow that imitation got me there, like where I would realize what you're talking about. Oh, because I'm just known for my James Blunt. <laughs> That's true. You came out to Austin, oh. did some open mics, like you, sir. <laughs> are the next James Blunt. Uh yeah, let's do it. Let's listen. All right. Yeah, here we go. Hey there, gang. 2016's winding down, and it's time to say our final goodbyes. I know for one of our favorite podcasters, one goodbye has been particularly tough this year. So this one goes out to you, Kevin. I know you're disappointed. They tore me down. Thought the zoning regulations would keep me around as they rebuild. Remember me, all the races and the memories. I saw Rupp and Salazar, I saw Ashton Eden's world record. And web run faster than any high schooler. I've spent a lifetime with you. It's where pre beat George Young. Where Bill said the length of your hair should be the same as your... <clears throat> In 2008, chaos reigned. I cannot live without you. Goodbye, my Hayward. Goodbye, Grandstand. You have been the one. You have been the one for me. And I still hear your leaf blowers blowing in my sleep. And I still hear Jason and Kevin podcasting from my seats goodbye my Hayward goodbye grandstand you are still the one you are still the one for me bower man now you're just a tower man but you're still the one you are still the one for me. Oh, come back. What have you done, Bill Knight? I just want it to be the way it was. Bye, Radisha. Scooter, starting starting 2019 Man. off right there. What does it Pam counts. say? She, she comes into the office, or she comes into his, his Michael's office, right? It's like, why don't you just buy the whole thing? Yeah, and he's like, yeah, because it's it's ninety nine cents, but of course it's Michael Scott, so it makes perfect sense that 
he would do that. Uh, man, I, yeah, I, I, like I said, I remember that scene so well, just like picturing it. But, yeah, like I couldn't, couldn't place the song. And uh, yeah, as soon as you started singing, and then as soon as, as Scooter slash Robert Goulet slash Will Ferrell started singing, it, it all came together. <laughs> that was great. Well done. Yeah. Scooter keeps. I didn't know. I didn't know Goulet could hit those notes. Yeah, that was really impressive. That was pretty good. Leaf blower reference. I love the leaf blower. That's so good. Um, so yeah, some some of the you know the great moments of Hayward. It's yeah. it's still weird that it's not there. Um, the next time I go and see that weird new track, that's probably going to be really cool. But still nope, not the same. It's not, Jason. Stop saying that. Stop cheating on. <laughs> the no, I mean like it's. I'm sure it's going to be impressive, but it's still not going to be as. Cool you need like a tour of the Bowerman Tower, man. Like actually, Kevin, get with it, man. It's 2019. <laughs> eh? Put on your 3D glasses. It's like you're in the steeplechase pit. <laughs> Reminds me, have you seen that commercial where uh, what's his name from Maroon Five is wearing like the Oculus glasses and he's mm-hmm. watching the basketball game from courtside and they're talking? Yeah, he's talking to. Is he talking to Jonah Hill? I don't know. Well, no, I don't think so. Sounds like a famous I, person's voice, but yes, what's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like they're all both. I, I, that's so weird to me. And maybe it would be awesome if I tried it, but I don't understand that at all like the like that seems like it would be a really weird way to watch basketball i went to the uh when i went to the oregon auburn national championship game which was what 2011 or something long time ago now okay yeah uh dan i went with dan and ty and they got to watch they were like debuting like the new like 3d tv or whatever in the media area. So like they got to put these glasses on. I wasn't with them at that point. And they were, but they were watching on a screen and they're like, Oh, back when like they thought that was going to be a thing. Remember when they thought like people were going to like put goggles on and wear it, watch televisions. Uh, it happened for, yeah, it was, it was a thing. Um, so like that didn't work. Right. But so then now they're doing this, which is like, you're going to put on those things and then sit courtside for hours like like those i mean i've done that like it's kind of cool to do for a little bit but like after like 20 minutes i'm like my head hurts i don't want to do this anymore what are you gonna see that like what's the upside there if you're courtside like how's it get better i i i don't know it's very strange and you know i I mean hey if there was like a little hey try this out watch this game i would do it in Mm -hmm. a second because i'm curious you know curiosity but i I can't imagine it's better than actually just like the good camera angles they have for regular basketball. I don't know. Wait, are they watching this in person or are they watching a s- screen? No, they're so they're they're not at the game. Yeah, so I was like, okay, because the commercial I said they weren't at the game, but you said courtside. Oh, it like puts well, them courtside. It puts them like yeah, like oh. then they look at each other and they're like little like oh, okay. I thought it was like, like three like person. in the Nintendo Wii thing. Okay, okay. So it's yeah. so yeah, it's like it's like your courtside, which is cool in theory but i just well i guess i don't know well not really because the angles are not that great when you're that low either to like see things i mean the whole appeal of being courtside is like you're physically there on your courtside so you can like hear stuff you know right <laughs> like and see and you know just see it but like in terms of like to capture as much as the game i think you're gonna probably see more from what they show you on tv angle wise right i would guess i'm I, I'm assuming so. I don't know. You sat courtside, so you can you know better than me. Uh, I was second row, and yeah, it was like it was cool because you're like, oh man, there's like Manu Ginobili, like that's cool. And then 
you could see like Vince Carter pour out talcum powder and like try not to get it on the the kid's like pretzel in the front row and then like apologize to the kid. And I was like, oh man, that kind of changed my opinion of Vince Carter. Like I was never like a big Vince Carter guy just because he went to North Carolina and I wasn't a big fan of North Carolina. And then he was, you know, I was never on the Spurs. That's like, that was nice. Like he was trying to go out of his way, like not to ruin this kid's pretzel. Um, things like that were cool. And then being able to hear like the interactions and stuff between the players and the, yeah, like, yeah. But like in terms of, could I see everything? No, but you know, normally my seats are nosebleeds when I go to, sporting events and i can't see anything from up there either so the probably the best seat is some in that happy medium but i don't think that's what you're getting with the oculus glasses i don't know maybe you can select your seat maybe you go to virtual Ticketmaster and then you pick out your seat pay 35 dollars oh. in fees and you know you're good to go okay yeah you're you're you know way more about this than i did i thought you were talking about no. they, they like go in person and like wear glasses to like the staples Center. oh no, I don't that's know. I'm just happens. basing this off a commercial I've seen, yeah. and that is that is it. Yeah. No, but that's that sounds about right, though. I think you've mapped out the future pretty, pretty well. 2019, man, it's gonna be a crazy. Yeah. Year. Totally. I can't wait. I would wear 3D goggles for the Doha. Well, I mean, think about it, like from track's perspective. Would you want to be sitting in the front row at a track meet, watching the hundred? <laughs> like no. Yeah, that would be, yeah. I mean, if you could follow along. <laughs> right, I mean, yeah, it would be yeah cool to, like, once they get with, you know, within 20 meters of you, and you could see how crazy it's going, but, yeah. like, that's, yeah. In most cases, you're going for the experience of being there, not the views 100% of the time. Yeah, right. yeah absolutely, yeah, getting the atmosphere and everything like that. All right, no idea how we got in this topic, but thank you to Scooter for the voicemail and thanks to everybody for writing in on the emails happy new year to you jason and your do you have any new year's resolutions that you want to make public on the podcast right now that's a good question i didn't really think of my new year's resolutions um no not really nothing i can think of in particular what about you i want to be more patient with my Mm. with my oldest son my my only son my oldest child little iliad yeah. I used to keep a tally in my head of like, okay, you've gone six hours without losing your patience. And then I got up to like two <laughs> days one time and I was like, I am crushing this. And then I lost my patience. And yeah. then ever since then, it's never gone past a day. So I want to do that. I've been listening to a lot of podcasts where they talk about like New Year's resolutions. And one of them that people keep saying is like, use their phone less. So, yeah. And that, I, I could definitely agree with that. Do you get the screen time report on your phone like each week? Uh, Yes. Yeah, I'm getting that now. What's which, your uh, What's your number? Do you mind if I ask? Uh, you, I don't mind at all. I don't. Now I can't think of what it is. Uh, not totally sure how to look that up either. Because now I don't want to say mine because it's like way off of yours. To be really right. Weird. I mean, mine might be, and I, I, you know, I've been bored at work lately too, so that number's gone up. Is it settings? Is it under settings? Maybe I don't know. You scrolling through? <laughs> I'm trying to look for it. Yeah, see what I can find here, but. Oh, screen time. There's a thing that says screen time. Oh, I can... Oh, well. I can set time limits for my apps. Yeah, that's interesting. I like that. Or I could just delete Twitter. That'd be probably easier. That would be better, yeah. I should definitely do that with... Okay, did you click on it? Most social media. Yes. So let's see. This shows... Oh, is this 
just today? That's today, and then it'll say how it relates to average. Okay. So today is, oh my God, this is terrible. Four hours and 15 minutes. Okay. What is it? Is that, does it say above or below average? It's, it's, it's 14 minutes above average. Okay, so you're like a four-hour guy? All right. I guess so. I'm a three-hour person. Does it count when you're... I think on my days off, it's significantly lower. But does at it... work, yeah. I have two questions. One, uh, you may not know the answer to. Does it count like when you're playing podcasts and it's just idling? It can't, I... right? I wouldn't think so. Because, okay. yeah, that in that case, I think mine would be much... Oh, here we go. Because it'll, it'll break it down. So most used text messages. Okay. Facebook, Twitter email and then a couple you know a few random stuff here and there so yeah it doesn't have podcasts oh or gosh anything. dude how many it says how many times you picked up the phone six pickups per hour oh i don't even know where Jeez, keep is. scrolling down man it's got like everything oh 15 yeah dude okay here's my other question this is a serious question okay if you were able to buy or change your phone right yeah to where your all your phone did was make phone calls and did like yeah. navigation, and I'll give you like place podcast. Would you would you do it? <sighs> Man, I mean, I I think that would be better. So like you can't use the internet for right. any reason, and you also can't text. So you actually have to like call people. Uh, no, I like texting a lot, and like I I mean sometimes I could say like yeah I shouldn't I should text a little less, but like that I don't kick myself for like texting with my friends. I kick myself for wasting time on Facebook or Facebook's the worst. I should just delete Facebook is really what it comes down to. Okay. So, but if you had the, so if you had the phone, no internet, but you could message, you could text, you could text, make phone calls and use it for navigation. I mean, that, that would be really tempting. The only thing I'll say during most of the time I'm um, using Twitter, it's just pointless and I, I shouldn't be. The only time I actually think it's like good, like, not good, but like if I'm watching a sporting event, yeah. Even if it's by myself, then it it does like have this like communal thing where like oh you know I follow a bunch of like Cubs bloggers and different stuff like but that. But is it worth it the trade off for all the other days? Probably not. No, not at all. But yeah, <laughs> probably you went from probably not to no, not at all. And like, well, because it's like of course it's not. Like it's it's complete just like garbage waste of time. Yeah, but, yeah. Is, there's so much better ways to use my time. Everybody, right? nobody, li- so I'm like, listen, all these people make these resolutions and they're all saying, I don't want to do this. And yet everybody does it. And the, oh, re- yeah. the reason I think everybody, nobody will actually do it is because if you accomplish that thing, right? If you finally fulfill the New Year's resolution, which I'm sure most people f- fall short on. Yeah. You couldn't tell anybody. <laughs> How... <laughs> How would you validate it? Like literally though, everything is valid. Cause I was thinking about this. I was like, if I deleted, I don't even tweet or you, like I read it, but I, you know, we, I barely tweet, you barely tweet, but like, that's kind of how everything is. It's like, you're not alive if you're not on the internet. Right. It's how it feels. Yeah. No, you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. And that's where I've, I haven't posted you know, on been... Instagram in like forever long, but I go and I check Instagram every hour. Right. It's stupid. Yeah. Why? It's it's a, it's super addicting. It's the most addicting thing I've ever done. I guess because I just it's just part of my life. Yeah. I'm gonna try to just since I I'm picking it up six times per hour. 
I'm gonna try to just like for, forget my like I want to get I want to get lost one time again. Yeah, I want to like Very difficult to do. I want to not know when someone's gonna show up and just trust them to show up and not like <laughs> text a bunch of no. You know what I mean? Like oh, you yeah. said he'll be there at six thirty, and if they come at six forty-five, okay, it's fine. If they come at six fifteen, it's fine. But like the like constant texting or like the people who I don't know you and Johnny Football might do this where you can like see each other like on the phones like the navi like you can see the dot or whatever to find my friends or whatever it's called oh yeah I actually I've never done that oh but. she's at the store oh she's here it's like you don't need to know where we are 24 7 right like you can just kind of get to a place like it worked for years before yeah that's all I have it- no, it's it, I I don't I don't disagree, and so I mean I I will try to cut back and everything, and I think I could actually do that, and I I can get rid of some stuff, but I know I won't just like go off the grid like that's there's no chance of that happening. All right, I want you to screenshot. We'll have a contest. Screenshot me each week your screen time. Mm, that's pretty good, and we'll see who has the I lowest. Like that. That's like I want to do Strava too. Like I made the promise to 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 Johnny, the high school runner, who's talking crap to me. But it's just like so against my nature to actually like post anything. But that would actually be productive use of like a social network, right? Like, oh yeah, I'll up, yeah. I'll, oh, absolutely. I'll up- upload my runs, and I can see other people's, and they can see mine and laugh at me, or whatever. But like, I don't do that, right? I don't actually post about anything or share anything. I just go there and look at it, and they get angry, and then turn it off. Yep, pretty much did that today. Which led to one of my rare Twitter posts. Oh, I didn't. I'll have to see. Now I got to log on and check it. You're trying to <laughs> screw me in this contest, Jason. <laughs> you're like, Dude, not you got to see this tweet I just posted. You're going to keep uh, screenshotting me things. And I'm like, Jason, uh, what, what's your screen time status? Like next week on the pod before we start recording. You're like, oh, you haven't seen my screenshots? I'm like, no, Jason. My phone's at the bottom of an ocean. <laughs> <laughs> right next to my mic. Yes, exactly. All right. We'll leave it there. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, hope you enjoyed the New Year's Resolution section of the podcast. <laughs> House of Run at gmail.com. Uh, send us an email. we got a brand new year. What are you looking forward to in 2019? Is it the World Championships? Is it Diamond League season? Is it getting indoor going again? Is it the lack of NACAC year? Let me know. House of Run at gmail.com. Or you can tweet at us. Try to jack Jason's screen time up as much as you can. Tweet at him. Add Jay Halpin 23. Until next week. Jessica Ennis, Happy New Year. Just a bunch of screenshots of snow on different parts of nature. <laughs> Very epic. It seriously just keeps flashing between different parts of snowy landscapes.